0: Welcome to St. Martin the Fields, and welcome to Great Sacred Music. A special welcome to those joining us online. I don't know if you've ever had a feeling uh, that you were at the beginning of something special. I had that feeling sitting on that bench just over there 10 years ago, because some of you may know that Great Sacred Music started uh, 10 years ago. Next month we're going to be having a little celebration in a couple of weeks uh, to mark that anniversary, but I had that same feeling just five minutes ago sitting next to Lucy, who joined me on the bench uh, because Lucy is beginning her time or has done in the last few months as our composer in residence at St. Martin's and I think my great-great-grandchildren will know the name Lucy Walker and celebrate her music uh, many decades and perhaps centuries to come. We're just at the beginning of something very special. Ten years ago, St. Martin's Voices were founded and uh, began with Great Sacred Music and have since gone global and viral. Uh, and it's been part of a wonderful flourishing of uh, renaissance, I would say, of music at St. Martin's involving themes of formation, social engagement, accessibility, faith, tradition, and entrepreneurship. And the Inception of a composer in residence scheme is just part of that flourishing. Lucy was already a star before she came to us, but she's embraced the culture of St. Martin's and now at the very pinnacle of career, her career, she has come to great sacred music and it doesn't get bigger than that. So we're absolutely thrilled to have her as our composer spotlight, which is something we've done a few times. We actually haven't done it since the pandemic, I don't think but we're thrilled to recommence that tradition of having a real composer in the flesh whose music the voices sing and who is able to explain to us what she's doing in composing that music. So it's our tradition, before we get to Lucy, it's our tradition at Great Sacred Music to start with uh, all singing a hymn together. And you'll find on your sheets, on the inside of your sheets, uh, two hymns. If you look at the one on the left-hand side, uh, you may know uh, (coughs) that Fred Pratt Green started composing hymns uh, on the day of his retirement and lived from the age of 65 that day until well into his 90s and ended up becoming the second most prolific Methodist composer after Charles Wesley, who you might have heard of. Uh, So there's an example to all of us. The future's bigger than the past. We can start even now. Anyone here who might be under 65, take note. Uh, interestingly, uh, Charles Villiers Stanford had written a tune for For All the Saints, which, as you will remember, is universally now sung to the tune Cine Nomine, and so this tune was idle and didn't have a place to go. So a friend of Fred Pratt-Green said, you should write a hymn that goes to this tune, because it's a, it's a lonely tune that has no hymn associated with it. So he did that very thing, and uh, that was how, when in our music, God is glorified, came to exist. We're going to remain seated. The voices stand and lead us as we sing, when in our music. <laughs> Is Lucy, I hear you say. You won't be saying that for very much longer, but who is Lucy? She spent her formative college years in Cambridge. She is a great piano player as well as a composer. Her compositions have been performed by the BBC Singers, various chapel choirs across the United Kingdom and United States, and she, her music has been heard on Radio 3 since the summer. She's been composer in residence to St. Martin's Voices and you're about to hear from her very own voice right now.
1: Thank you so much. It is an absolute delight to be here today. Next from the choir, we will hear two anthems which set lines from the Psalms. A piece which I composed which is called My Heart O God with words taken from Psalm 57 and William Byrd sing joyfully which sets lines from Psalm 81. Both pieces express the joy of worship through music, specifically singing, which is what brings us here today. And they both capture the transcendental quality of voices coming together with a unified spiritual purpose. Bird setting, which opens energetically with the words, sing joyfully unto God our strength, has rightfully taken its place as one of the most celebrated anthems in the English choral tradition. The contrapuntal texture with many overlapping vocal melodies intensifies the sentiment of the words by creating the illusion of many more than six parts singing together. Later in the piece, Bird echoes the poetry of the psalm again, this time imitating the sound of musical instruments rather than voices listen out for the trumpet fanfare when the choir unites as one to sing the line blow the trumpet in the new moon the first piece we will hear my heart O god is more contemplative in nature but shares the message of using music to express a steadfast faith taking musical inspiration in part from bird's craftsmanship and very intricate writing Rather than using overlapping melodies, I have tried to create musical momentum using constantly shifting chords and harmonic colors. In a parallel way, I have amplified the word sing using a chromatic twisting melody, which you will first hear in the upper voices, which resolves onto a bright chord. At the end of the piece, this melody returns, but is changed. In a lower range, returning to the home key, the listener should feel a sense of comfort as the choir sings the familiar line, I will sing and make music. joy Our next two pieces set the same text, an ancient prayer which translates as, O light born from light, Jesus redeemer of the world. Thomas Tallis famously set this text in 1575. His composition has gained renown for its metrical ambiguity, fluid harmonic fabric, and modal inflection. Though the texture is simple, the text is communicated with clarity and humility. The soaring upper voices evoke the light imagery which opens the prayer with a bright and celestial sound. I have tried to emulate this vision of light and transcendence through the opening motif of my own setting of the same prayer. The piece opens with a single note and gently expands using semitone clashes which resolve into rich harmonies and keep a constantly flowing feel. Towards the end of the piece, this same motif is transformed into an expansive, soaring moment, which gradually fades back into a single voice, ending where the piece began. This is designed to represent the message of the final lines of the prayer, grant us to be members of thy blessed body, many coming together in the union of faith. Tallis also emphasizes these lines by reducing the vocal texture, repeating the lines quietly and ending the piece on an unexpected major chord, which gives a sense of hope. Both settings have a circular feel and emphasize the messages of light and togetherness at the heart of this prayer.
0: Well, it's me again. I know a bit of a disappointment after what you've just heard. Um, It's time for us to sing again. So if you'd like to take your leaflets and find uh, the second hymn on page three. The 19th century saw the installation of pipe organs in thousands of parish churches in this country. It was often to the great consternation of the musicians and minstrels who'd led the singing uh, of the metrical psalms on their stringed instruments usually from the west gallery of the church. The minstrels often played in the local inns over the weekend and were at times somewhat unreliable the following morning because of this. This hymn was written by Francis Pott in 1861 for his friend at Brasenose College William Kenneth McCrory who was perpetual curate of Wingates in Lancashire and later became Bishop of Maritzburg in South Africa in 1869. The tune Angel Voices was written by another of McCrory's friends, E.G. Monk. What you can see is just how political the writing of hymns could be in the 19th century when they had organ wars. We remain seated and the voices stand and lead us. Well, you can tell the organ still rules in this church. Uh, Well, we're coming towards the end of Great Sacred Music for this week. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. It's something a bit different and very special. Can't promise this every single week, but there are always wonderful delights to enjoy every week. Next week, we'll all be very solemn-faced and serious for for music for All Souls Day. Uh, If you have enjoyed yourself, there's an opportunity to make a donation in cash as you leave, or you can swipe a card or you can find the QR code on the sheets and do your business uh, with that if you'd like to donate in that way. It all raises this great tradition that has flourished in the last 10 years and has brought Lucy to us today. And I'm gonna give Lucy the last word.
1: Thank you so much for joining us here today for Great Sacred Music. And I would like to say thank you to everyone, especially Andrew and the choir for such a wonderful uh, musical celebration today. The final piece that we're going to hear is called Today. It's very special to me because it was the first piece of mine that St. Martin's Voices performed back in 2021. So it feels very poignant to be able to share it with you as we leave today. The poetry was written by Osioma of Bhaji. It's not explicitly a sacred text, but it carries a deeply spiritual message of hope and empowerment. And I hope that that is something universally resonant. I wrote this piece during the first lockdown back during the pandemic, and the words instilled a sense of hope and purpose in me. And with the poet's kind permission, I set them to music. So to leave this with you, the poem reads, Today I rise, I saw in splendor, as the day keeps unveiling all her grandeur. Let the chains of yesterday break away, today is here, I will not cling to yesterday.